Elizabeth, just wait. Eh? Okay. You have to unmute yourself, eh? Okay. Set. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, friends. And my name is Elizabeth Merchant. I'm the Program Services Coordinator here at Voice of Men 360. And today we'll be talking about a very special initiative called Spin Today for Youth Tomorrow, highlighting the awareness for a very special therapy for all the thousands of children that are on the wait list for the therapy. And uh, Voice of Men 360, we're a nonprofit organization and founded in 2020, and we strongly support this initiative. So we'll be speaking about that today. Our three special guests are Miss um, Jessica Ashton, she's an autism mom, an advocate from London, Ontario. And we also have Bruce, who will introduce himself. And um, we also have Sonia, which is, uh, who is also an autism mom and ad advocate from Ottawa, Ontario. Uh, welcome again, the three of you. And uh, so let's start with um, Jessica. Um, please briefly introduce yourself. Tell us more about this initiative. Uh, what made you want to do this and how important is it? And also how can people participate and support the initiative? Okay, well, first off, I just want to thank you for having us and helping us spread awareness and helping us promote this fundraiser, which is really important. So we appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Um, so what this fundraiser um, is, well, it's first off, it's called Spin Today for Youth Tomorrow. It's a provincial-wide fundraiser being held on April the 1st, which is the first day of World Autism Awareness Month. And pretty much what we're trying to do is make it easy for everybody to get involved and show a united front. So we're asking everybody across the province who is touched by somebody on the spectrum um, to get involved. And we're making it easy for everybody to do so. So um, just because I will personally be spinning and it's called Spin Today for You Tomorrow, you don't have to spin. Spinning being using a stationary bike. You can walk, you can run, you can ride, you can spin around in circles for however long you want. 
Um, so because a lot of times parents that have kids with special needs, it's hard for them to get reprieve. So we want to make it easy for everybody to join. And we also want to encourage grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and friends of people who are on the spectrum to get involved. So, um, yeah, you can do whichever type of physical activity you choose and just figure out the duration of time in which you want to do that. And then you can go to ontarioautismcoalition.com, fill out a form. You will then be emailed a sponsor sheet. So at which point you can ask people to sponsor your walk, your run. And the beauty of that is when you ask people to sponsor you, you are also giving, you're also taking that opportunity to spread awareness to all the injustices that are going on for these little ones on the spectrum. So, and if you can't do that, um, you aren't able to get involved, you can donate. So again, you can go to ontarioautismcoalition.com and you can donate. And if you can't donate or physically get involved, you can share on social media. The whole objective of this is to spread awareness and demand change for our little ones. And um, so that's kind of a little bit about the fundraiser. And then I believe you asked me why we are doing this. Um, so there's three reasons why we're doing this. Number one is to create, to get everybody involved and create a sense of unity uh, across the province um, in regards to kids with autism, because the way they're being treated right now and the services that they're having access to provincially with Doug Ford's new program is just absolutely horrible. So we need to come together as a united front and demand change. So that's number one. Number two, we wanna spread awareness. We wanna let everybody know what's currently happening um, with our children in these programs. So as you, I think, touched on a bit briefly, there's currently 53, thousand children on the wait list for autism services and that's disgusting so uh just to put that in perspective in the last three years doug ford's new program has only accessed 600 children into that program so kids are looking at eight to ten years of a wait to get into therapy so pretty much they're no longer kids when they access therapy so we need to change that. Um, so we want to spread awareness in that regard. And number three, we're trying to raise funds. So all the donations will go directly to the Autism Ontario Coalition, which is a non-for-profit organization. Um, and this organization has fought for equitable and timely access to therapy and other supports for children with autism over the past 17 years. So the OAC has also helped to make inclusive changes to education and adult living sectors. So um, Bruce founded the OAC 17 years ago. So thank you, Bruce, for all your hard work and everything you've done for our little ones. We love you. My pleasure. Thanks. And so that's pretty much why um, we're doing this. Elizabeth, you are muted. Thank you so much yeah, for sharing that, uh, Jessica. And I also wanna ask you, um, so how do you find um, with all the initiatives and everything you're doing, but do you see that change um, happening, you know, um, to your, to, to how you, 
you envisioned it or, or you still have a long way to go, do you find? Yeah, we still have a long way to go. Um, it's actually gotten worse. So my little guy was diagnosed five years ago. And when I started my advocating work, uh, there was only 23,000 children on the wait list at the time. Mm -hmm. And now it's doubled. So it, it's only getting worse for our children and it's election season. So I think it's um, important to rally everybody together and to demand change, which is why this event is provincial. Yes, for sure. Thank you for that. And so we will now go on to um, Sonia, uh, who I mentioned earlier as a parent and advocate from Ottawa. Introduce yourself, please, Sonia, and um, tell us uh, your side of the story and what's happening with the organization and your initiative. Sure. Um, so hi, I'm Sonia. Um, I'm from Ottawa. Um, my son was diagnosed in 2019. So right at the same time when all of the um, autism programs sort of got frozen um, and decided to, um, the government had decided to sort of rework the entire um, program. So to be honest, when my son was diagnosed, I had no idea what autism was. I had no idea the journey that I was about to embark on. Um, I, you know, probably took about a year to sort of figure out how to get access for services for my son since the programming was halted. Um, I've been through a lot of, a lot of red tape, um, a lot of communication that's kind of gone nowhere. Um, you know, I, I uh, was introduced um, to the Autism Coalition through a friend of mine um, and started following their page and started following their work. Um, and, uh, you know, like Jess said, it, we're coming up to election service or election season, sorry. Um, my son has been on the wait list for four years um, and nothing's changed since 2019, yeah. since he was put on the wait list. So I've decided that it's time for me to step up, to um, take more action, to sort of educate the people that are close to me and around me and people that aren't that close to me that I know um, uh, and sort of educate them on uh, what's going on and that this definitely needs to be an election issue um, and to help our kiddos out. So um, when I heard about Jess's um, initiative, I contacted her and said, hey, is anyone doing this in Ottawa? And uh, kind of took it on about a week ago. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I took it on pretty quickly. Um, we are holding the event uh, Spinathon here in Ottawa at the Dovercourt Recreation Center at 411 Dovercourt Avenue. Um, we are running it from 1 to 5 p.m. Uh, I decided to do it for four hours, so one hour for each year that my son has been on the wait list. Um, right now, uh, we still have some spaces um, from 2 to 5 p.m. We are actually fully booked uh, for the first hour, which is really exciting. Excellent. <laughs> Um, and then in addition to Jess's um, event in London, uh, Chantel is running uh, uh, the same spinathon at the REC Health and Fitness um, Center in Essex from 4 to 6 p.m. So again, you can go on to um, OntarioAutismCoalition.com and um, learn more about our events and sign up for bikes there. 
Okay, great. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, now we will go to Bruce. How are you, Bruce? And please, please introduce yourself. Tell us how that came about with the coalition and your story. Well, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I was the founding president of the Ontario Autism Coalition. Uh, it was 17 years ago, just earlier this month. And um, we've been working all that time to uh, push the government to improve services. Uh, you know, the so story that Sonia just told you is a story that I hear over and over again, because, um, you know, mm -hmm. nothing has really gotten fixed. We've made bits of progress here and there, but when a new party comes to power or there's a new premier, um, they tend to tinker around and change things. In this latest case, the Ford people have made things just the worst they've ever been. Mm. Um, you know, my son is 22 now. He went through the program when he was small. Um, we spent three and a half years on the wait list. Now I hear mm. parents telling me that they're spending five and six. And well, mm. if you get on today, it's yeah. eight or 10. So we've got a lot of work to do. And we're trying to send a message during election season because, as they say, politicians see the light when they feel the heat. Um, we're trying to get them to move on this because they've been pretty slow so far. Oh, yes. Yes, that is a long time. Unacceptable, as was said earlier, so many years, you know. So, you know, if we can really get that push and, you know, finally get somewhere, we definitely see some changes, you know, some much needed changes. Um, what are some problems that um, parents with autistic kids um, face these days um, and, and how can they cope with them? Oh, gosh, it's a Big long question. List. It is <laughs> yes. a long, long list. I mean, what we've been talking about access to services and I, I can't stress enough, you know, therapy for kids with autism truly is life changing. Um, my son was not talking when he was five years old. That's one of the central problems with, uh, with autism uh, is communication. Um, today, he's got a job because Excellent. he went through the program. I mean, that's, that's the level that we're talking about here. Kids learn all sorts of skills when they're small. They learn to brush their teeth and hair. Um, when they're older, they learn to work with others, communicate with others, um, maintain friendships. You know, it's not just all of the, the sort of the hard skills that you need to, you know, get a job and have an income. It's quality of life. It's dignity. So it's, it's so important that these kids get services and that they get them young, but it's, it seems like everything's a constant battle finding recreation programs that mm. are suitable that accommodate kids with with differences um services in schools yeah. you know there's never enough education assistance to help the teachers with the special needs kids just it just doesn't happen uh, and every step along the way parents have to advocate for their own kid and as Sonia said, you know, you, you do it for your own kid and then you see all the others and you realize we're all in it together and we try to help one another out. So, you know, we coach younger parents because uh, hey. a lot of us have been through it. We help in oh. a lot of ways. 
Um, and um, what would be like uh, alternatives would you say to, to a waiting list? Like what are some other, I guess, um, other, other initiatives that could be done or, or that you see in the future you may be thinking about um, to garner more um, awareness and, and more change, bigger changes? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the government has done some things to the program. They have, they have introduced some supports, but the, the trouble is that they've done the easy things first. And it's the hard things that are the most important. So they've done, they've introduced parent workshops and a bit of parent training and coaching. But you know the old saying about, you know, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Yes. Well, it's the same thing with services for our kids. You can help their parents out. And that's that is helpful. But giving the kid what they need, giving the kid the therapy that they so desperately need, that's what's going to change the rest of their life. Hmm. Yes. So Good suggestion. That's why we're on it. And what do you think um, of, uh, let's say, as kids get older, let's say uh, teen years, and now it's time to look at jobs or uh, careers they might like, would you say that um, there should be more help there as well, you know, encouragement to pursue certain, you know, pursue their interests, you know, stuff like that? Absolutely. Their employment and housing are the two biggest issues that we hear about all the time from every parent at that age. One of the, one of the fundamental problems with government programs is that for some reason, and I've never understood it, they see eight, age 18 as some sort of, a, some sort of a, a life event that changes everything. And the levels of support and funding decrease dramatically for some things almost to zero. And yet there's nothing about that 18th birthday that suddenly changes what someone needs as a young adult. You know, they don't suddenly wake up, blow out the candles and have everything is okay. You know? So this is, this is one of the huge problems. And our parents, um, when they're confronted with that, uh, it's, you know, they've advocated for everything that their child needed as a, a toddler and as a student and now they have to go through the whole thing all over again. Um, so we, we had the plan before the Ford people did all the damage that they've done that, you know, our slogan when we took on the liberals about this six years ago was autism doesn't end at five because they wanted to introduce an age five cutoff mm. for the services that we're talking about. Yeah. So we pushed them, we protested, we went to meetings, we did all of the things that we do, and they backed off. And they made some improvements to the program that were pretty good. And so we thought at that point, our next hashtag was going to be autism doesn't end at school. And after yeah. that, we'd have done autism doesn't end at 18. Because of the damage that they did, um, we haven't been able to make progress 
past that sort of autism doesn't end at five, the getting the getting the young kids into service uh, as early as we can. And it's it's taken up all of our time and quite literally for the past three years. You know, we're a nonprofit. We're all volunteers. We don't have staff. We don't have an office. The office is an extra room in my house. Um, you know, we do everything that we can with, with very little. And that's why we're going to value any contribution that's made through the spinning events so much. Um, but we've really got to make some progress and soon because that wait list is getting long. Yes, yes, that is really great. And I do hope that, you know, with everything you guys are doing, that, yeah, the government will take notice, because that's awful. I didn't know about that, like, the waiting list and how long, you know, they've been. Thank you for helping us get the word out. For sure, for sure. Um, So do you believe um, the public has enough awareness about, um, uh, like, autism itself and the issues surrounding it? yeah <laughs> it we've done better but there's still a an awful lot to do there was a story that broke um just this week in actually in jessica's part of ontario about a dog rescue agency that had refused to place a rescue dog with a family because their child had autism they no, that's terrible. believed that every kid with autism was aggressive and would hurt animals. And it's, it's an old, old cliche that simply isn't true. It's an it's a invalid stereotype. And it's caused a huge amount of upheaval in the parent community because it's just, it's an unacceptable attitude. It's just not realistic. It's unjustified. So our parents have been, you know, contacting media, contacting the the rescue agency themselves, asking other animal organizations for help. Um, But, you know, that's that's something that's just happened in 2022. You know, an attitude that you would have expected to find, oh, maybe 50 or 60 years ago. So we haven't reached everybody. We've reached a lot of people and you're helping us reach more. But oh, well, thank you for every day. We, <laughs> we're doing our small part, you know. <laughs> oh, it's kind of um, big from our point of view. So thank you. For every sure. No. Oh yes. Oh yes. And um, so any uh, you know, additional comments or anything, uh, Jessica or Sonia, you'd like to add? Please so ladies, I, take it away. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um I forgot personally here in London, uh, for my London people out there, I will be spinning at the Covent Garden Market downtown. And I personally will be spinning for 50,000 seconds, a second for each child on the wait list. Although the wait list has grown, um, I'm spinning for 50,000. And that equivalates (laughs) to 13 hours. So uh, please pray for me on Friday. Um, I will also be spinning with three of my closest and dearest friends who are all mothers and don't have kids um, on the spectrum, but it hits home to them too. So it's a very sad situation what our kids are going through and just to have the support of 
family and friends, it just means a lot. So if you're a family or a friend, um, you know, show that parent that you care and get involved. Please sure, get for involved. sure. Yes, and I'd, I'd like to send, uh, because like I'm a very um, people person, hugs to all of you and Thank good you wishes. So much. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I just want to add, like, I also have a friend as well um, who is autistic. So this is good for him as well. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, anything else uh, that you'd like to mention? <laughs> well, I have a question for you, actually. Oh, sure. Will you sure. be spinning or walking or running? On yes, site? I I've actually got my bike. I do. Oh, so, good. Yes, good. yes. So, you know, this is excellent. So, yes, I'll be well, jumping thank on. you so much. Thank you. We appreciate that. For sure. That. For sure. Thanks a lot. Um, oh, no worries at all. Um, and, and, and just to say thank you um, to the three of you once again. It was great hearing your insights and more about such an important program. And um, I also want to add to that uh, Voice of Men 360. Uh, like I said earlier, we're a big supporter, you know, and, um, you know, we'd also like to acknowledge like your organization OAC, you know, is um, it, like so dedicated. We appreciate like you're so dedicated to the cause, you know, and um, just bringing awareness of, because there's so many families affected. I'm sure a lot of people, they're not aware of that, right? Mm -hmm also and uh, i just like to say on behalf of voice of men 360 thank you as well not just for me but the organization as well yeah. and um you know just to add that um yeah we also have some programs but ours is called like an um uh, open up uh, for men to also talk about their journey in life and that's on on sundays so um, again, um, we can be found on, on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you so much for Voice of Men 360. Thank you. Hey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very thank much. you. Bye for now.